Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, where we're taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. I'm Jarf. And I'm Tierney. And we have a guest with us for Minute 82. Welcome, Jonathan. Yo, what's up, everybody? I didn't know. I had my drink up to my lips, and then you guys were talking. I was like, do I do the third voice? I, I was like, I don't know how you guys do it. Sometimes people switch it up on you. Okay, hey, everybody. <laughs> Take your time. Now I'm having a drink. Okay. Drinking is important. <laughs> there's there's some excited drinking in this minute. Mm-hmm. Jarf, do you want to? I've already, okay. I got lots of things to say, so you you uh, you uh, do whatever you need to to get those things out of me. Oh my goodness, Jarf, quick, tell them how the minute begins and ends. <laughs> okay, the minute begins with Joe and Patricia being carried up the beach, and the minute ends with the chief introducing himself. Guys, I had not seen this movie before you asked me to be on. <laughs> That's the lowdown. Never seen it. Huge Tom Hanks fan. Huge. Huge Meg Ryan fan from this time. This was, you know, peak Meg Ryan and Tom mm. Hanks. Never seen this movie. is one of those weird blotches in my mind. In my mind, I remember being sick to my stomach at the beginning of the movie, watching him in that little office. And it's the light. Mm. And that the color of the light. And I remember I watched the beginning of the movie a long time ago, and I just went, no, I'm good. And mm-hmm. we, we, my wife and I both stopped. So I said, I'm going to watch this movie for this podcast. And I did it. I watched the movie for the podcast, and then I watched the minutes you gave me, and I'm like, oh, I actually have some non-troublesome minutes, and I'm very happy about this, so I'm super excited to talk about this today. Huzzah! Yes, you have a brightly colored island. <laughs> I do. I Okay. Uh, you have a brightly colored island of the, what are they, the Mapoi? Mapoli? Waponi. Waponi. Gotcha. And I will give you haven't asked, but I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this movie, uh, having seen it for the first time. You didn't ask me. I'm just taking over your show. I'm sorry. To be fair, uh, we would have eventually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then I'll wait. You got to tease everybody. Jonathan, what did you think of the movie? Um, okay. I think the person who wrote this movie, who I like, I think that when they wrote it, they had seen a bunch of Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movies. And then they tried to make one, and there's something about it. I know people love this movie. I know you guys love this movie. I'm not going to say I hated it. It's not hated. I just don't think I'm getting the jokes. Like, the things that are supposed to be funny. When I listen to your podcast, and you guys go into in-depth about something, I'm like, it, was that a joke? Did I miss that joke? Because I just saw this, like, in the past three weeks. I am sitting on my hands because... This was actually the first Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. So it could not have been trying to be a Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. So am I, in my mind, inferring what I know to be good Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movies? <laughs> and thinking, this one was a dud when in actuality it was the beginning of them. I mean, they're together. They're the best. I was going to say, you could generously say perhaps they had not figured out the formula yet. Mm-hmm. That kind of matches what you're saying. <laughs> what I mean, I don't mean the jokes. It's never the way Tom Hanks talks to Meg Ryan in mm-hmm. this movie. It's never that. It's always, like, for instance, the the natives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the natives. And, and it's like a joke as if I'm supposed to be rolling in the aisles at, the, at this joke. And I'm kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's funny and quirky that they all have basically a New York accent. <laughs> it's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's a joke. Or if that's – and so that's where I was with this movie the whole time, just kind of going, 
I need to understand more about it because so many people love this movie and they cherish it as like a sweet uh, morality tale that they watch and they love and they come back and rewatch. And I'm just like, my wife and I actually watched the last 20 minutes of the movie together because she's like, how does this sucker end? I'm like, hey, come over here. <laughs> and she came over and we watched it. And at the end, we both went, huh, that's how it ends. Them <laughs> in the, on the luggage. I go, now that's pretty funny. I go, that luggage. I'm like, I kind of like that. I, I, I have to admit, I, I enjoyed that joke. But I was just like, that's how this movie ends. I would not have thought that's how this movie moons. Okay, good. So there you go. There's, uh, sorry to everybody. I know we're 80, what, nine minutes into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this is where I was with this movie. I'm glad I saw it now. It fills a Tom Hanks void that I had in, in my lexicon of Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And you didn't hate it. I didn't. I've hosted movies where people came on like, wow, wow, I hated that. I turned it off. And I'm like, mm, did you see the minutes I sent you? That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. Yeah. As long as you did that, we can talk. <laughs> But no, seriously, I, I appreciate that, Jonathan. And, and I can see looking at this movie through the lens of, oh, it's a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie and it not measuring up based on that criteria. I don't, besides what Tierney said about this being the first one, I, I don't think John Patrick Shanley was interested in making a movie at all like those other great Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movies. It's almost incidental that this is Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Or even a Tom Hanks movie, really. Yeah. Because he had a, he had a, a pretty good amount, uh, you know, a repertoire, repertoire of movies that he had done. So he had a thing. Now, the Tom Hanks brand was probably, would you say solidified at this point? At least as goofy leading man? Not as he was not he was not yet the serious leading man, but yeah. he was goofy leading man is a good descriptor. Yeah, because Big was right before or right after this. Big Turner and Hooch were all around this time. Yeah, it would be perfect if somebody swore right now because we use <laughs> we use Turner yelling at Hooch <laughs> as our bleep because I love it so much. No, I think I'm really fascinated by movies that are good, but not in the way the director thought they were making a movie. And mm. so I'm fascinated by this idea because I think you're right. I don't think John Patrick Shanley ever intended to write a rom-com. He wrote the story of Joe and there happen and there is romance in it. I don't think he wrote a rom-com. Yeah. I, I don't, th but I think the, that when you go to the big machine of Hollywood marketing. You expect it to be one. They're like, ah, it's a rom-com. Let's just say it's a rom-com. Yeah. And that's, I... I just recently saw for the first time St. Elmo's Fire. I like the I like the way you inflect that. Right. St. Elmo's Saint, Fire. St. <laughs> <Saint> Elmo's Fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which if you look at it as a comedy about the worst people in the 80s, mm -hmm. it's I I can give you the leap. It's fucking hysterical. But <laughs> it is but it was meant to be a very serious coming of age story of friendship right, and yeah. love and it that is, if I watch it from that point, I hated it. But laughing at it, I thought it was great. This is, It was a weird time. Yeah, it was a weird time for Hollywood movies. Uh, <laughs> All the Right Moves, Tom Cruise. That was supposed to be a coming-of-age story, but it turned into kind of like a part sexual awakening movie and like everything's dirty and you're like ah this sucks i'm depressed you know i don't think they were I, I sometimes i think people just hit and miss when they were looking for what they were going for was this supposed to be a 
was this supposed to be weird? Like just weird <laughs> and for weird's sake, and that was that's fine, like a clue type movie. Was it just supposed to be, you know, interesting and weird and, you know, has some funny people in it and has some interesting things and comes up with this overarching story about death and, and, and what you're gonna do and how you prepare for it. Yeah, I think that's what John Patrick Shanley was going for. The trailer yeah. for this is horrendous and basically markets it as a slapstick comedy. Sure, all trailers in this time you couldn't you know it's basically only these three minutes <laughs> i will i will i will tie this movie into a movie that i love which also no people either hate it or they don't get it it's hudson hawk and i feel this movie is a lot like hudson hawk in that people are like yeah i guess bruce willis is in a movie about a guy who sings songs and also does cat burglary and da vinci's in it and i don't know it like what is like what are they going for and when you watch the preview it's slapstick and you're like mm-hmm. oh this is gonna be a fun romp and you watch it, and you're like this is weird as hell i don't even know what this is yeah yeah it's it's funny that you bring that up because it's on my short list of possible future movies by minute podcasts <laughs> oh yeah well even better it's already by the time this how wins is coming out Three months from now. Oh, three months from now? Well, there'll already have been a Patreon for us. We're doing Hudson Hawk because I love that damn movie. Nice. I look forward to that. So if you want to be on. (laughs) I would love to be on. All right, you're on. Look at the connections being made. People coming together. Well, because it's hard to find someone that likes this movie. That's hard to find. I married one person that likes this movie. That's the only way way I found somebody. I had to actually (laughs) tie them to my... Tie them to my soul for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow, you really love that movie, huh? We really do. It's one of the things we bonded over. <laughs> Thank you for dropping the word soul when talking about Minute 82 of Joe versus Oh, yeah. Volcano. It's got a little soul guy. Because I love that. No, it's my soul. Uh, well, one, Abe Vigoda at the time of this uh, time of the taping is dead. <gasps> He's not come back. <laughs> but <laughs> Yet. <laughs> the second coming of Abe Vigoda has not happened. But I am always happy to see him in movies. I love, I just, I love this guy so much. And I get that this entire premise is problematic, but they have a special place in my heart. It's not problematic. (laughs) Even Dakota is the cheapest. It's 1980s. uh, All tribes are going to be something, some other shtick other than being what they are. That's fine. It's the 80s. We're we're all over this. Like, let's make them all from New York. And hey, isn't that, what's his face? Uh, uncredited or whatever uh, or it is credit is he credited um uh nathan lane yeah but that those aren't my minutes but i just wanted to say when i heard that i was like that's yeah. nathan lane <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's great and i love the the shtick of it just everyone being having like a crazy loud new york accent super great it's uh it's a choice it is a choice <laughs> i think it ages well <laughs> right <now>. our <laughs> listeners can't this is an audio medium <laughs> i'm nodding in agreement that it totally uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great yeah i i like that you know he means like you speak english like i have learned he drops that patricia's a grain of more everyone seems cool with that so everything just seems like it's gonna be a chill party and yeah, because they're having that orange dr- that drink. What's that drink? Jump soda. The orange soda. Yeah, and why? And why is it so big? Why is it such a big can? Uh, because they really love it. I love it too. The prop department also got ambitious. When I saw this, uh, well, first thing I thought when I saw this scene, they come out of the water. They've been on the uh, you know from last week. They've been on the boat. Mm-hmm. They're about to die, and they were found. And they're being hailed as whatever and being taken up there. 
And I was like, they're going to die if they eat those grapes and drink that sugary soda after almost being dehydrated and malnourished. Yeah. They're going to die. They seem fine. (laughs) I should make clear everything I know about surviving at sea is based Mm -hmm. on the uh, 1940s movie Christmas in Connecticut. Okay. Where a Navy boat is sunk and they have to survive on the raft. And then it shows them recovering in the hospital and how they're only supposed to have like gruel and they flirt with the nurse to try and con her into bringing them a steak. But then they immediately get sick because they can't eat a freaking steak when they've been on a raft in the Pacific Ocean for two weeks or whatever it is. It's not even a long time, I think. I think it's like, you know, once four or five days goes by and you're not eating and your body starts to eat itself, you cannot... Just go back to eating. Yeah. I don't think they were out on the raft for too, too long, mostly because Joe would not have survived without water for very long. But he had, like, the lip thing. They had the th- lips. His lips were chapped. He had the, yeah. uh, the uh, castaway. Yeah. But look. even even a few days, orange soda is not the next thing you want to put in your body. <laughs> I mean, that's the next thing I would want, but that's not the thing I should have. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping what is not being shown is before this scene, they were all sitting there quietly administering care to them, slowly feeding them water, getting them ready, and getting. And this is like a day later, and they've brought them from the ocean. The ocean is a, a day away where they found them, and, and by the time they got back, they're all good, and they can now have the. Or maybe the jump soda is is the first trial that you have to endure before you can oh, be well, worthy. Yeah of jumping in the volcano and and this island is just littered with the bodies of all the other Joes that came before after being starved and and who croaked immediately after drinking that soda. Do you think there are other Joes? Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure they've tried this gambit before. And I could I just got to say that the lays around their head are now very reminiscent of one of my favorite characters on uh, Tiger King right now. So uh, if you're not watching that show, everybody on Netflix, please, please go look up Tiger King. Uh, there's a conservationist on there. I'm looking her name up right now. Uh, Carol? What the hell's her name? Hold on. Give me a Carol's second. Carol's the husband killer. And that's yes. the only thing I know about Tiger King. Yes. There you go. Uh, she wears a lei around her head like she's, <laughs> like she's, a, you know, like she's a, a flower child. Carol Baskin. That's it. So Carol Baskin definitely did not kill her husband. <laughs> Let's just say that. It, that's, that's almost like Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide. That's, this is that level. It's, it's become that level. It, during this quarantine, we're finding people. People are putting signs on their street that says, uh, honk if you think Carol Baskin killed her husband. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> this is, is the kind amazing. of stuff that we right. need to tie us together as a country. Yes. So... So yeah, they they yeah, they're brought up on those little cool little. I've never been carried on something like that. I really want to be. I want to pull on a thread from earlier, just about Tom Hanks generally, because before we started recording, it occurred to me that Tierney and I have not often asked our guests their their thoughts on Tom Hanks overall outside of this movie. We we, we have sometimes, but not consistently, and. So I thought of asking, oh, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? And But before you answer, it was something that you said earlier that made me think of this, that this sort of isn't a Tom Hanks movie. You could put another person in this role, and I think they would do just as well. Like a good actor of this time, and it would have been fun. And Ed Begley Jr., 
this would be one of the many forgettable movies that Ed Bakley Jr. made right. in the 80s. Hmm. This would be yet another one. But because it's a Tom Hanks movie, it actually now has more cachet. We're like, oh, look at this. Yeah, it has more cachet. And also watching it minute by minute, we've noticed a lot of the subtlety in his performance. Sure. Yeah. And the early glimmers of the greatness of his gift. I think just in this minute, seeing him go toe to toe in terms of comic timing with Abe Vigoda, Abe freaking Vigoda. <laughs> and and he's given it back just as... Barney? Barney? <laughs> Barney? <laughs> yeah, so... Could you get me out of it one more time for all time's sake? <laughs> but uh, Jonathan, what is your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Well, uh, first I'm going to start with, do I like Tom Hanks? Yes. I love Tom Hanks. I have been a Tom Hanks fan since Bosom Buddies. I'm uh, 45, so I'm old enough to have watched Bosom Buddies when it was on and been like, that guy's really funny. And then I also remember Tom Hanks is my wife and I love TV. She's like, hey, he's the drunk uncle from Family Ties. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so that's kind of where it started. And then also I'd seen A Bachelor Party and I'd seen uh, Splash. I saw Splash in the movie theater. I saw A Bachelor Party probably at home on a video by myself. Let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, the first time, at least. I mean, now my, my wife and I will watch it. I keep saying my wife. Meredith. My wife, Meredith. Meredith and I will watch. Uh, I mean, we love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the greatest. His The head, the, the, the head thing he does, <laughs> he is one of the best deadpan to goofy face guys out there. He does great background stuff. He is good with a scene partner. He always makes you seem funnier. Uh, favorite movie is That Thing You Do. Because it's like his pet project, and so there's so much of him in it, and I love that movie, and I love, I quote that, I quote that thing you do more than, more than Star Wars, hmm. which is nuts. Hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to revisit that. Oh, Sharp, it's amazing. Oh, it's so great, and there's a song in it that literally they write. In the whole point of the movie is they wrote the write the song that thing you do. Yeah, and you think I hate this. <laughs> uh, I won't even say it, so you can't use the the hooch. Uh, but um, you think I'd hate this song. You love it every time they play it. It's the greatest song ever written because you can play it all the time and you love it. You love every character in it. Steve Zahn's in it, who I know Tom Hanks and Steve Zahn kind of have like kind of a love affair when it comes to being in movies together because uh, they're in this and they're in uh, Apollo, uh, not, not Apollo, but From the Earth to the Moon. They did a bunch of stuff together. Uh, and It's just, it's so pure and there's no one that's really a bad guy in that movie. And I think that's why I love it the most. Like, you always think, oh, is Tom Hanks going to turn out to be the bad guy? Oh, are the record company going to be the bad guy? Oh, is Saul going to be the bad guy? No one's a bad guy. I I am a woman. There's a person who I think could be a better person in circuit. But you understand. Yes. Why that person does He's a dick. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That The things you do. <laughs> That's not why the title is. The title's not about that thing you do is being a dick to a woman. Can I say dick on your show? I've said it like four times. <laughs> so I'm going to keep saying it. Hopefully you'll bleep it out. It's going to be hilarious. You're like, what the hell did he say? I just, I'm saying, I'm saying dick, everybody. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There is, but that needed to be there so that it like, but it helps the story along because without this one guy, we wouldn't have gotten to where the end of the movie goes. And so it's it's charming, and I love it. That's my favorite. Uh, I'm trying to think of current, recent. Uh, that one where he goes back to college is very cute with uh, Julia Roberts. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's really cute. Okay. 
Um, it's it's. I mean, it's one of those nice ones where he's just a guy that who gets divorced and just you know his life's in shambles, and he just goes back to community college, and mm-hmm. he takes some like you know literature class and meets this woman, and just kind of it's him as a as an adult and changing my career. Ten, uh, five, six years ago from owning a print shop for 10 years, I, I kind of felt like he did. I was like, yeah, it sucks when you have to like start over and like mm-hmm. you're surrounded by younger people that know how to do their job and you're literally like, I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> in this environment. So, and he just plays it well and it just, it resonated with me and it, it would have anyway, but I just love the guy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the right Tom Hanks just comes around for you at the right time. Yeah, he was there when I needed him. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was horny, uh, I got uh, I got bachelor party Tom Hanks. When I when I was thirteen, when I was uh, just looking at wistfully at love, I was look, getting splash Tom Hanks. When I was in middle school and just thinking, hey, I'd love to dress up like a woman and live in a woman's building, I got bosom buddies. Right. These are the things you know, all the things that happen in your life, all those milestones. Come on, Jarf, I know you're sex positive. No, I'm with you. I am currently working on Joe versus the Minute and on a podcast about a league of their own. All I do is love Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I love A League of Their Own. I wish he was in it more. Mm. That's more of a Gina Davis movie, but I'm okay with the anything he's in, he's good in it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's my oh, that's my manifesto on Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks really needs you to step up and defend him because, you know, nobody likes him. It's so sad. Hey, he's hurting right now, people. He just got home from having COVID, okay? Uh, oh, he and Rita Wilson. I love Rita Wilson, too. <gasps> Yes, I I love Rita Wilson, and I know and I know the whole thing. Like at first, I was first I was like mm, Tom Hanks left his first wife for the lady he met on the Volunteers movie or Volunteers, not the Volunteers. Volunteers. I'm like, eh. sometimes it's true love. I mean, they're just the best, and I love <laughs> of the kids that I know. I I love um, Colin Hanks. I think he's great. Chet Hanks is, sucks. He's a dick, <laughs> but <laughs> we all have, everyone every family has him. But, again, a dick where you understand what's gone awry, and it, it is not out of maliciousness. They're just a dick. Can you imagine being the son of Tom Hanks? One of them is going to go evil. One of them is going to go to the dark side. I'm sorry. There's no way. I mean, I, the fact that Colin Hanks is nor And Colin Hanks did Roswell, so it had to be Chet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I'm... I'm I'm Colin Hanks and I'm actually kind of charming and I now sell handkerchiefs and they're called Hanks or chiffs and I'm like God damn it man you're the best I love you Colin Hanks he's also one of those guys that you think he may be famous but if I met him I'd probably get along with him mm-hmm. and I think that way about Tom Hanks I also think that way about George Clooney and uh, Brad Pitt just in case you're wondering that if I met them in like non like just out and about somehow there there needs to be some magic involved but if I met these people in a way where we were equals not where I'm like at a you know, red carpet thing and he's on. That's that's different. He's at work. But like if we just met, I think we would hang out and, and talk. And not about movies, just about being people. I think they'd be interesting. Like if you were at a conference and you went to the hotel bar at the end of the night and it just happens, George Clooney is there. And you're like, let me buy you a drink. You're George freaking Clooney. And then you'd be friends. Well, one, I would, I would not buy him tequila because he knows tequila really well. Also, he's a billionaire now because he sold his tequila company. So I would, I would be like, hey, uh, can I buy you a beer? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd buy him a beer. And we just, yeah, we'd be best of friends. <laughs> and then he would bring me to uh, Lake Cuomo in uh, Italy. And we'd hang out in the summer. <laughs> Which celebrity would you be friends with, Tierney? Abe Vagoda. <laughs> uh, 
there for too many. I have to say, I know the moment that cemented my, this guy and I could hang, even though we have so little in common, you know, demographically of Tom Hanks was, uh, no, when they started sharing the picture of him, like taping, I think it was an Emmy to the hood of his car as if it were a hood ornament. And it was, it was just one of those stupid things that you do with your friends. And all I could think was, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> that that's that's how my friends. That's something my friends and I would think was funny. It's just escalated to an award ceremony. And who was it? Was that Tom Hanks? Is that who you're talking about? It was Tom Hanks that did that. Yeah. Okay. So that was the moment where I was like, you know what? On paper, Tom Hanks and I don't really have a lot in common to talk about, but I think we we would get along. You both have children. You both have children. That's yeah. something you could talk yeah. about. Maybe your small child will someday tattoo something on their chest. We don't know. <laughs> if he hasn't we already. We don't know yet. God. Oh, God. He might. You just got to go, hey, just don't suck like Chet Hanks. That's all I got to say. The bar is low, kiddo. It's not going to be just okay. Don't, just don't suck like Chet Hanks. That's all I'm asking. Could you be a Colin Hanks and not be a Chet Hanks? <laughs> Be a Colin, not a Chet. There, now we we have our uh, we have our merch. I like that. It's like when I met some of my best friends. I you just know you know the second you meet them, you're like you're my kind of. Shut up. Can I say shut up? Or can I only say dick? We'll find can out. Can I only say dick? I guess I'll find <laughs> out. But um, yeah. well, isn't the thing with dick that if you call someone a dick, dick, Jarf, you right? <laughs> if you call someone a dick, that gets uh-huh. bleeped out. If that if we're sticking by that. There's going to be a hell of a lot of bleeps in this episode. But, no, you can't get rid of dick. Dick's not But a, then if you yeah, say, it, you know. ain't that a kick All in the right. dick, then that doesn't get bleeped out because you're just talking Wait, about why? That's not a phrase. <laughs> no one says that. <laughs> you know who says that? Chet Hanks, and he sucks. <laughs> right. So don't say that. Don't be a Chet. Uh, All right. I got to put it out into the universe. My grandfather was named Richard. He grew up in a different time. He went by dick his entire life. Did he ever get kicked in the dick? Yeah. But guys, what's my last name? What's my last name that came down from my father's side? Oh, Steele. This is a man who signed every letter, Dick Steele, for his entire life. That's cool as shit, though. Even into the 21st century. That's owning it. That's owning it. Nothing could stop him. Man, if my name was Dick Steele. This is my name and get over it. You know what? I changed my eye. Forget Tom Hanks and George Clooney. I want to be friends with Dick Steele. Is your dad still alive? My, uh, this was uh, his Oh, his, oh it, okay. Damn. Because I think yeah. that would be awesome. I would totally want to meet Dick Steele. Yeah, no, he he was Dick. My father was Tom, and I was very upset that my grandfather passed away before I had a son. Because I'm like, well, we we would have had to name him Henry so we could take a picture of Tom, Dick, yeah. and Harry, mm-hmm. right? Like you know you that. Get- and my husband was like, you wouldn't name our child for a joke. And I'm like, who do you think you <laughs> married? <laughs> of course, I, I tried would. to name my son Rex, both of them, and I couldn't get it past the <laughs> the censor board. My wife, my wife, she wouldn't do it. Um, she's like, is that for something? I'm like, no, it just means king. It's cool as hell. Look, Rex. Rex Howell. That's a cool-ass name. <laughs> what more can Rex Steele would be even better. If my last name was Steele, come on. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about this, Bennett, at all? <laughs> we have mentioned okay. that Abe Pagoda is Pagoda in it. and he has his soul in some sort of weird wooden coconut doll. 
that is not a teddy bear. It is not. But the whole, I hope you don't lose it then, is such a great Tom Hanks comeback in this. Like like you said, he goes toe-to-toe with Abe Fagoda. And it's perfectly matched. What's your take on the chief's response that he hopes he doesn't lose his soul? Is he fearing for his mortality? Or is it in an existential way the way that Joe said it back in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, I think it's clear Toby is a realist. Toby knows that death comes for us all eventually. Mm-hmm. But he hopes he doesn't lose his soul in the meantime. I think you know. that's, uh, yeah, in his culture, you carry your soul around in a small canopic jar that looks like a little fat man. <laughs> and and that's just the thing. And he hopes he doesn't lose it. Great. I'm not going to lose it. I got it in my hand right now. I'm good. You know, yeah, let's, let's move on. It'd be like me saying, hey, hope your zipper doesn't fall off. Yeah, it's not going to because zippers don't do that normally. I mean, yeah, they do sometimes, mm-hmm. but... I'm not really worried about it. That never comes into my mind when I'm sitting there. But what if my zipper had my soul in it? And 13-year-old Jonathan Howe was saying, I hope your zipper does come off. Oh, God. I just wanted my zippers (laughs) off all the time. And ironically, that was when the zipper jacket and zipper pants, and there was like a thousand zippers. And it was like, it was the worst time in my life. Parachute pants. And Michael Jackson almost ruined. Well, Michael Jackson ruined my life in many ways. One was the zippers. Two was his uh, molestation allegations that, you know, other than that, it's fine. Oh, all right. Last, last plug for, no, last plug for other things of the day. The Hulu TV series of High Fidelity. Uh Uh-huh. Where they gender swap it and modernize it with Zoe Kravitz. I'm only two episodes in, but I freaking love oh, yeah. it. And there is a fantastic thing where someone comes into their record store and tries to buy a Michael Jackson album. Mm-hmm. And the awkwardness that ensues is basically perfect. <laughs> I was crying laughing. <laughs> because they they took the riff that that uh they took the riff that Jack Black did where oh, you're you're white. He's like, "Oh, your daughter's not in a coma, is she?" from the movie, like cuz they had some yeah. they had her him getting some album for her, and I forget what the shade mm-hmm. he was throwing at it. But doing Michael Jackson was the perfect. It <gasps> I, Meredith and oh. I thought that was the it's I I was I was like, "You know what? I'm not into this show." And I started watching I'm like, "This is really good." Yeah. It's it's because yeah. I also I, I thought the first one, the actual movie, in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, that's a fun movie." Then you go back and watch it, you're like, yeah, that guy's a dick. That guy's a real Chet Hanks. <laughs> I, I really so. Way to bring it back. Nope, I'm sorry. It's too late. You'll never catch up on wh- how we got here. <laughs> Chris, you're here. Hey, my soul showed up. <laughs> there he is. Aww. Hey, guy. Well, should we wrap up minute 82 so we can talk about minute 83 yes. and actually talk to Chris about his experience of the no, movie? No. Instead of just using him for a joke? Yes. i think that sounds like a great plan jonathan and chris can you both join us again on wednesday well i can't yes no problem awesome i hope i don't lose my soul in between then and now (laughs) neither do i i hope you don't too well where to now tyranny we're off to have a spa day of course now we're going to the spa i don't know Let me say now, I don't know. That's a growler.